Howdy, howdy, everyone. I'm Daisy Blue. I'm your host, and this is the Abiding Blue Podcast. My job is to ask all the awkward and weird questions that you want to hear about your favorite songs as told by the artists themselves. So with that in mind, let's get to today's guest. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Abiding Blue Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by... Abiding Blue Productions, LLC, by yours truly. And I am so pleased to present um, an Alamogordo artist on the show today and uh, by the name of James Ethington. Thank you so much for being on the show today, my friend. We're doing this via Zoom call, so. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. Thanks for letting me uh, be a part of this. Appreciate it. James, I want to. So you have two original songs that we're going to get to listen to today, and um, I, I think I've heard one of them before. Your hype man sent me over <laughs> all your stuff, um, but I want to hear a little bit more about you and uh, the music that you connect with. Who are you? What is your music about? How did you get started? What's your gen- genesis story? Well, I was born. In Florida, <laughs> on a warm day. Um, you know, I'm just Classic. a regular. I'm a regular guy that um, had uh, big dreams of becoming a basketball player, and um, just life. My life just wasn't going in that direction, and I noticed that at a very young age. So uh, I was quite, you know, I was quite depressed with that and dealing with feeling that way at a young age, dealing with things that were going on in my life. Um, it kind of made me go kind of go off to myself a little bit, sometimes getting into some bad things to kind of mask um, how I was feeling. And then around age 19, when I felt like I had nothing else in the world to do, I remember grabbing all these guitars because I was always infatuated with guitars. So I just bought them. I couldn't play. I just bought them because they looked nice. And uh, I just said, you know what? I'm learning how to play this thing. I don't care what it, what I have to do, how long it takes, how hard it is. And from that moment on, it was just um, I, I started to transform to James Edmonton, the musician. Uh, here we sit today. I love that. I love that M- music as expression. That yeah. that was what you needed. We had some other. Uh, songwriters on the show too who uh were basketball into the basketball thing too and they got <laughs> hey i don't know what happens if we don't go pro we just start playing music after that. yeah i guess you gotta that's, sing the blues that's the, after man that. that's just the standard story i tell you what <laughs> all basketball players turn blues musicians would, would you say that your genre is primarily uh blues what would you call yourself if you had the label say, if you had I'll the say, label alternative it's kind of in the middle i'm just inspired by so much so many different types of music and uh, I, I couldn't categorize myself as like a blues player because realistically i can't play like a blues i've tried um i watch a lot of gary clark jr that's my man he can he can have it he can have it it's <laughs> too tough um but some people say you know they feel my song becca's country I don't really feel that way, but as long as they're listening, I don't, you know, and they, they're not saying nothing bad, but yeah, my, my style of music is, I would just say alternative. I don't know that's generic, but I just have so many different influences that I at least try to 
um, put into my music. I'm just inspired by so many genres from so many different time periods that it's kind of hard to say, you know, I'm, I'm pop. You know, I might want to write a pop song today, but I might want to write, you know, something, uh, maybe something country the next day. But it just, it's the whole big mixing, mixing pot. I love that. I love that. I, I feel like a lot of independence art, independent artists are feeling that way where if yeah. why brand yourself to a specific genre if you don't have to you yeah. know um yeah. so how long have you been recording music or, or releasing music actually releasing uh was just last year was the first thing i really released you know professionally done everything else was stuff i put up on uh, Facebook or YouTube that I recorded on my phone or a voice recorder or something like that. But, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been going in studio since 2013 was the first time. So I've been recording. I just haven't put anything out. So yeah, I, I finally said, we're going to do it. Either, either I'm going to put out recycle, we put out some music or I'm going to get out the game. And I just sat down and, and uh, Eric Gabala, the producer, we, we put something out and I'm very proud of it. Yes. And that's another <laughs> that's another person I want to have on the show later too is yeah. Eric Gabala, yeah. right? That's how you say it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you guys have done a lot of work. You just haven't let the general public guess well, because you said like um SoundCloud and whatnot, just maybe not. Yeah, on. yeah. I was putting a lot on SoundCloud. But uh Eric and I actually just um didn't say we just met, but uh, we had only known each other. I think we met nine months prior to actually working on um, the EP. And we worked on it for like a couple of weeks and it came out pretty good. He was, um, that's when quarantine had hit. And uh, so I had a little bit of time. Then he's in the Air Force. So they called him up and said, hey, you're going to be leaving here in uh, in a couple of weeks. And you're going to be gone for six months. So we kind of had, uh, had to put our foot on uh, the A fire lit under. Put something out. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was stalking your Facebook a little bit. It looks like you have a couple of Air Force friends because yeah. they're some of my friends, too. <laughs> uh, we're, we're both friends with some fitness models that recently yes. moved from Alamogordo. So shout out to to Nathan and Victoria Hampton. Yeah. Um, wow. Wonderful people. Yeah. Very fit oh my goodness. people. And I, I have no idea why exercise just loves their company. They get <laughs> bigger and better every time I see them. It's, it's ridiculous. I've never seen anything like it. And Nate has the most incredible comeback story. Um, I should have him on the on the podcast yeah. sometime and we'll just like pretend to sing a song and then we'll just talk about <laughs> yeah, uh, his story. Yeah. Um, very interesting couple. They, yeah. Both, both of them are huge overcomers, but sorry, sidetracked, sidetracked. Yeah. If you get me started on anything like air force related, I go down, I go, down that, uh, go, go down that road since I was, I was at Holloman. I was stationed at Holloman for a few years. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's how I know all the air force homies. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a military brat. I, I just hung out. I didn't, I didn't do anything. I just hung out. Well, that's all we did too, James. That's all we did. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell tell anyone that. But okay, but back back to you. So you were were born on a sunny day in in Florida, and Florida. got uh, you know you had the, you got to have the blues to write the blues. That's always what I say. 
So you had the blues, you had the basketball blues. I had basketball blues. The basketball blues, which I guess <laughs> is a thing that I just discovered. The basketball blues. Um, what what brought you to New Mexico into this? How do you wind um, up in Alamogordo uh, on no, purpose? No, on accident? Oh, okay, okay. Because yeah, yeah. you said My that you were a brat. Was uh, Yes, yes. Not a spoiled one, but a brand. <laughs> um, yeah, we moved here from Fairbanks, Alaska. So I was very excited to be here. It was no longer super cold. Um, and then we just stayed for 18 years. Uh, so you just said Fairbanks, Alaska? Yes. Oh! <laughs> yeah, so you have... I'm from Minot, North Dakota. Oh, okay. So I, I just got cold when you said it. <laughs> you got frostbitten. And, geez. I arm wrestle all the time with my Alaskan friends, and uh, the the audio engineer for this, the house audio engineer for the show, is from Sitka, Alaska, Obviously. and we argue all the time about who had it worse. You know? <laughs> I, I always oh. say, you're not living in a good place if you count the time that you've been there by the numbers of winners, by the number of winners that you've survived. That's, see, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's horrible. That's yeah. You, you, might, you might've had it worse. Right? <laughs> I know Fairbanks gets pretty cold, doesn't it? It, does. it, it was weird because uh, my dad worked on a flight line. So there were times where they were calling like, Hey, it's too cold, you know, stay at home for a bit or whatever. And then they'll still make us go to school. And, you know, like, be outside and stuff. They didn't care about us at all. But I guess when you're a kid, you know, the cold doesn't, it can't catch you too quick. You have all that energy. Well, you were a stronger kid than me. I've been been complaining ever since I came out, you know. Ah, It's too cold in here. It's too hot. Whatever temperature it is, I'm going to be complaining. I'm just (laughs) intolerant to weather. Yeah, intolerant yeah. to weather. Uh, okay, but back back. So you came here. Uh, your folks got you to. I guess they're stationed at Holloman Air Force Base. Um, I'm just guessing. I'm sorry. What was that? That your parents or your dad was stationed at Holloman Air Force Base, and that's what got you to. The, yes. The, the yes. happy my, land. My father was stationed uh, here. He uh, actually was medically retired. You know, he had a um, an issue. He had a cervical spine uh, injury. He had a calcium deposit, which left him partially paralyzed. So he re- he medically retired from the Air Force after 22 years. And uh, I became his uh, care provider around 11, 12, around that age. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. wow. And w- were you living in Alamogordo at the time? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, God bless you. Wow, that's a lot as a as an eleven year old kid. Uh, it, I mean, it uh, it kind of came. It, it slowly happened to him, so it was, you know, um, not all at once. But it was pretty difficult, you know, to see someone that you care about and you know there's nothing you can do to help them overcome something. You know, if someone gets sick. You you want to be able to bring the medicine that's going to make it feel better. But in his situation, all I could do was kind of watch it happen. So, um, but it, it brought us 
closer together as, you know, father and son, you know, we were in each other's back pockets. And when a lot of times, if you do ask people, if they remember about seven, eight years ago, my father and I used to go on base every single day. I would help him get on the machines. He was, you know, a big fitness guy, even, even in a wheelchair. So I would uh, put his foot on an ab roller, you know, a little ab swing. And he would use that as a leg press. And he would sit there about five, ten minutes or so. And while he was doing that, I'd go outside at the gym and just rehearse. You know how it is at the fitness center. It kind of echoes. Yeah. So I would sit and sing songs and, you know, go help him. So it would be him doing something and be me with a guitar. And that was how it was for, you know, uh, two or three years. So your dad encouraged your music as well. Yes. Yes, he really did. When when, um, He knew how much, you know, I was inspired by, like, the Jackson 5. Like I said, I had guitars and stuff. I actually begged my mom for a bass. I swore up and down. I knew how to play it. I think I was 14, and she bought it. Couldn't play it. <laughs> Started to try to play it, and he was encouraging. One day, I left that bass in my dad's van that he had. And um, ironically enough, I was trying to play it on my own, and it was a very cheap bass, and the action was high, and it was. but I thought I was getting it. And this guy comes up to me. And he says, hey, I see that you're trying. I've been playing bass for years. I'm going to fix your bass up for you. Here's my number. Take down his number. I left the bass in the car at night. I'm like, I'm going to call the guy the next morning. Um, We're going to chop it up. I'm going to be a bass player. I go to the car the next day. Someone stole my bass. No! (laughs) It was was like February 2012. (sighs) I remember it. And that very night, that's when I dedicated myself to playing the guitar. You know, I hope somewhere out there, the person that stole your bass comes across this podcast and that they are filled with a fiery conviction. And, uh, yes. And bring it, you, bring it back. You're a terrible person. You're a terrible person. <laughs> but the weird but part is, you towards I the guitar to after bass that. because I thought, you know, I'm looking at a guitar, it's got six strings. The bass one got four strings. It should be easier to play, right? And uh, that was my logic behind it. And now I've been playing guitar so long. And so it's like, hey, James, jump on bass. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. There's not enough strings. I can't, yeah. I can't do this. It's, it's hard, especially if you're, you know, you're a vocalist as well. And yeah. I, I feel like it's, uh, it's hard to do both bass yes. and, and vocals at the same time. I've, it's I've seen Paul McCartney get on with, you know, doing the Beatles. And he's singing along and it looks perfect, though. Hey, not me. Not well, me sh- at all. well, shoot. Paul McCartney can do it. Then, yeah, yeah. right? And then anybody can, right? Anyone can do it. <laughs> Who says that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one. Who says that? Nobody. Nobody. No one with the brain. No one with the brain. Okay, so let's go back to your songwriting. So we went over the genesis of of your music career you got into good guitar did you get into songwriting around the same time or was there something else that launched it was i was always writing i was always um the one in class that was either going to be telling you a story some convoluted thing that i've made up or you know uh creative writing they're like we're gonna write a story i'm like I was I was a kid that was going to wait till like the night before and just like write something really crazy and then somehow some way the teacher enjoyed it and so um, I would write more and more start writing poetry I got a poem published when I was in sixth grade and it was actually 
I wrote the poem in fourth grade. I forgot about the project, turned that poem in, and um, it got published. And I think my mom, she bought the book that it was published in, and she read it, and I was so embarrassed. So I write a lot, but I don't go back and read it because I'm like, what was I thinking? That's awesome. That's awesome. The writing part was always in a proud mama of course yeah of course i was like mom this, this poem is terrible mom i don't know how <laughs> but everybody they, needs they, to read uh, this it's there though so you're a destined so then when music came in it kind of just clicked it just, together it just then? Fit hand in hand yeah that's awesome yeah. that's awesome so okay i you have two songs that you're gonna um that we're going to play on the show today Tell us about the first one. Can you give us a little intro, a little bit of backstory, yeah. some uh, interesting insights that you're not going to hear anywhere else? Give us the tea. This this first one's actually um, the best song in the world. Uh, okay, no. <laughs> no I, I, I was with you. I'm like, right Ooh, now. oh, cool. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm excited. To if you feel that way, hopefully. Yeah. But no, uh, this, this first song, uh, this one's called Becca. This is a song that was was going to be. I was going to write a movie, um, which takes a lot of writing, much more than I, I think that I'm even able to do. But I was writing this movie about a, a young man who was uh, having problems in his relationship, was on the brink of, of ending it, and then he meets up with an old friend. He, he goes on a business trip. He meets up with his old friend, and he kind of they always had this friendship. They were always close, but it was never uh, um, a romantic thing. Just strictly platonic between the two. But in this particular night, it, it turns into something more. And, and this is what the song Becca is kind of, you know, um, kind of illustrating their night and how they feel about each other. So is Becca the name of one of them or why is it called Becca? Yeah. Becca is the name of, uh, the the friend okay the girlfriend we haven't named her yet okay I'm, I'm sure there's a song coming okay fun so for all of you this is becca by james ethington becca i'm in your city in and out of bars, trying to keep my mind still. She's gonna call me on the phone. Know how she gets when she's alone. She's gonna bite my head off. A New York state of mind. My heart's mapping, I'm sure that I could say goodbye you. My love's always behind you. My fantasy. In the black eyes You remember junior year It's funny how memories don't age like we do Anytime I'm feeling low I think of the memories of old And I'm counting crows We dance so slow I don't want to be alone So don't let me drink myself dry Cause you know if you leave you couldn't stand the pain You're the bug 
Rebecca. I'm in your city I heard you got a brand new Skill set You're gonna call me on the phone I know how to get with you alone You're gonna bite my head off How some men get off But if I leave It's just this sense I'll run away I'll visit and bridge that gap Between your seas Becca Ladies and gentlemen, that was Becca by James Ethington. What a fire track. So you told us <laughs> you told us the story behind this track. So we were all emotionally on board. Where tell me a little bit more about the production process with this song. Uh, it, it's um wasn't I don't think it was too crazy. And maybe it was difficult, but Eric made it seem like it was effortless. You know, I just kind of came in. Um, I think it's probably the second or third time we've ever met. And we kind of knocked out the demo or a first version of that song. After that, that's all it really took for him. He kind of just sat and we listened to it and kind of thought about what we did. And ever since that, ever since that night, he made a game plan. And we came in and we just kind of, you know, um, threw some stuff down. I got to get him to sing a little bit on the track, sing that chorus part. He was hesitant to do it, but I think it makes a song. I love to hear his voice in that part. Yeah, the, the production for this, he made it seem effortless. He, he made it seem very quick uh, to get in there and just play and gave it back to me super fast. And, and it was like better than I heard in my head, better than what I was writing for the three months prior to recording. So. Awesome. And it's doing pretty well um, yeah. from from the buzz that I've been hearing. So I saw um, you got some different press on this song. It, I, I see here it says top 75. Am I yeah. am I reading that right? On the yeah. on the charts? Yeah. Well, what chart are you looking at? I don't know. That's why I was just like, the chart? It's on the top of my chart. I have a chart here, and I put it at the top. So there you go. Number number one. Where did I see that? Where did I see that? So um, you have, and you got lots of reviews on this, too. What, 8.5 out of 10? Yeah. 8.5. They need to go and listen to it again. Clearly, we got definitely nine point one. Definitely nine point one. Definitely for the best song in the world. Best song in the world. Best, t- a tale of the <laughs> oldest time. Now you have to go listen to it, people. It's the best yeah, song in the world. Best song in the world. It's an eight point five nine point one. It's a nine point nine 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 nine. This town would be done. That's there. You go. That's yeah. how I grade it. That's how I grade it. Okay, so you we uh, are getting to have another song too. What's the what's the second song that you're going to share with us today? The second song is called "Looking Glass," and how can I put this delicately? 
Oh, it no. is. At, at the time I wrote Looking Glass was around the time I was actually trying to join the Army. And um, couldn't get into the Air Force, so I had to try to get into the Army. Eventually the Army was like, yeah, don't call us, we'll call you. And at that time, there's just certain things, there's certain plants that grow from the ground that you can't have in your body when you are in the service. Therefore, <laughs> I've been, <laughs> been detoxing for a very long time. Mm. And the people around me I like how you were, put that is delicate. That's the definition <laughs> the people, of delicate right there. Yes. Cause I was like, "What the are you talking? What are you talking about, James? What is yeah. what grows from the ground that they wouldn't want?" Sorry. Okay, I just turned yeah. it to Brian Regan. <laughs> but um, I knew I wasn't going to the to the army, so that is when I knew I could consume this plant. Mm-hmm. And after sitting on my bed and feeling like, okay, I feel like that that chapter closed in my life. It never really got to start. Um, I'm kind of bummed out about it. You know, it, it's, you know, it's terrible. You can't even get into the army. Like, what are you doing? They, they don't want you. You get rejected. And I sat there and I remember looking at a glass object in which you can consume this plant. And I love I how delicate myself, you, you do not on the looking glass. <laughs> Does that explain it? Is it? Yeah, yeah. I'll take kind of a nonsense song, but it has it has meaning. It it, it just really talks about um, just looking back. Will you put a smile upon my face? You know, it's these vague little things, but it it has a lot of meaning to me, and um, I hope it has meaning to you. If you sit and listen to lyrics, what it could possibly mean to you, then. you might find something. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is Looking Glass by James Ethington the third off the EP Recycle. Smoke upon the looking glass, put a smile upon my face. I can't neglect you now that I've let you into our space. On the looking glass Change the way that I feel I was reaching for the gas Before I could find the Um... 
Wonderful. That was Looking Glass by James Ethington the Third. On off of that EP, is it? Am I saying it right? Recycle. Yeah. Recycle. The EP. Recycle. That was really great, man. I thank you. I really like that arrangement too. That was uh, it, it. Just it kept its energy all the way through. And I know it's a pretty short track. It's a, a minute. Yeah, it's got a fifty-six. <laughs> there in a <the> flash. <laughs> I don't know how you can listen to that and not smile. You know, that's one of the lyrics, right? Put a smile on my face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yay! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's wonderful. Um, I really enjoyed that. So it looks like uh, Eric has a production company, FTPK Production Company. Does that sound? That's my production company. That's your production company. That's right. The boss, is, CEO, the, the, the only, the only employee. The M. At, well, yeah, that's that's what, I said too. <laughs> that's what I, I'm sitting here wearing my Abiding Blue Productions baseball oh, tee, cool. and I say that all the time. I'm like the owner and founder of Abiding Blue Productions. <laughs> it's true. I'm like every now and then I get some I get some contract employees on projects, and then that makes me feel yeah. more important. So that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. I I can't wait for everyone to hear this and uh, and get more involved in, in what you're doing. Do you play out around Alamogordo? Do you ever come over here to Las Cruces? Where are your favorite places to play? I locally? have been trying to play in Cruces for at least five years. I don't know what it is. Maybe y'all don't like me. And I get it. I understand. But I've called so many places and they're like, oh, I called one place. They're like, yo, yo text Randy. Or something like that. I texted Randy like 13,000 times. Never got back. I'm starting to suspect that Randy doesn't exist. <laughs> I don't know who I was texting. Oh, that like, Randy. Oh. He never gets back to anybody, I tell oh, you. Oh, goodness. I you know about Randy. You're in Cruces. Yeah. See, yeah, me and Randy go way back. <laughs> oh, That's why I can oh, I can Randy. play anywhere. Because... <laughs> I have Randy's. He changed his phone number. That's that's where you got. That's, that's where you got your wires. Crossed. Actually, I'll you know what they number. they gave me the his phone number and then they gave me his beeper number. I was a little suspicious when they gave me the beeper, beeper number. Beeper number. What I is like, this? Like nineteen ninety nine? What beeper? I, I don't want to even judge, know. Her. But at the same time, I was judging. Beeper number. Well, we we'll, we'll talk offline, my friend. We got to get you over here and, and and doing some showcases and stuff too. So. Uh, hey, venues who are listening to this, James Ethington, he wants to play. He wants he wants to play, and uh, y'all best recognize the talent. That's right. You heard? Best recognize. Best Mic drop. Oh, you couldn't Mic see it, but it happened. <laughs> the power of Zoom. Um, <laughs> so, James, as we as we wrap up our uh, time here to our Zoom call here together. How can people support you, get a hold of you, listen to more of your music? If you need to get a hold of me, just shout my name out of your window and I will just come running. Really, out. really loudly. Oh, I, I wish. Um, no, I mean I'm I'm not that hard. I'm not that hard to find. 
music places in Las Cruces. I'm not that hard to find. Um, just if you type in James Eppington third on Google, you're going to find a lot of things. Mostly good, a couple of, a couple of bad things, but we'll sweep that under the rug. But um, I always now, now I everyone's going to go like Google Spotify. it. <laughs> I push Spotify. I push, uh, you know, I, I do still have some older things on SoundCloud, but my music's in, in a lot more places than than I actually, I actually realized. So just Google me, James Edmonton Third. Or come find me, James Edmonton Third, on Facebook. I have both personal page and music page that I do business from um, equally on both pages. So, hey, hit me up, as the kids say. Okay, Yeet. cool. Yeet. Yeet. And okay. if um, and, and if any of you follow the Abiding Blue Productions Facebook page, we'll make sure to link all of that good stuff on our page as well, so you can you can find him, share his music, share the story, share the love, and get some more um, get some more artists coming over here to play in Las Cruces. Some original songwriters. We can't yeah. have enough of that, my friend. Right on. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. This was such a blast. Um, I'm so sorry. I was about to say so sorry. I'm so glad. That's how you know that I'm like raised Catholic. I start, you know, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I did this. I'm sorry I did that. Uh, and now yeah. I'm going to get canceled. Um, <laughs> thank you, James. <laughs> thank you for coming on the show. We got to link up sometime. I'll come over to, yes. to Alamogordo, watch you play over at the 575 over there. Yes. And we'll, we'll share some stories and, uh, talk some more air force stuff yes let's do it all right let's do it once again everybody this was the abiding blue podcast i'm your host daisy blue thanks again to our partners at bravo mike communications and las cruces today and uh i think xander stone's editing this episode we'll see if i can talk him into it um god bless you all we'll see you next week hey thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the abiding blue podcast if you enjoyed the show, please help us grow it by leaving a review and giving it a share. If you'd like to be considered as a guest for the show, please contact us through bitingblueproductionsllc.com. We'll see you next week.